0: Welcome to the Dr. Dads Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned, we're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey everybody, Dr. Dads coming at you again. Dr. Nicholas, what's happening, my friend?
1: Another day in paradise, buddy. Uh, you know, what? It, it's just, uh, I kind of came onto the call with a little bit of uh, heaviness. And this is what brothers do for each other is they support one another, lift up that energy and help, uh, help the perspectives that, uh, that need shifting, right? And so, and we're, we're talking about energy today, which is kind of cool because that was the conversation that you and I had before we got on. And, and I think we're all ready for a collective energy upgrade.
0: I've been excited, man. Energy, you know, that's my thing. And, you know, me and Nick have discussed, we're going to bring on quite a bit of um, energy practitioners and talk about a lot of different energy medicine, ancient healing wisdom, ancient healing techniques in the next probably quarter coming up into the next year. So I'm super pumped to have some conversations with a, a number of probably really cool guests that we got lined up. But today we kind of decided, you know what, let's just kind of talk, do a little bit of introduction of what these ancient healing wisdoms and techniques are and how we Kind of see a a growing basically popularity, man, amongst many of these things now because science is starting to actually verify back these things up. You know, it's interesting. I always like to poke fun that they used to make fun of these things, but now these are becoming more mainstream. So it's pretty awesome to see that. But we have tons of stuff, right, man? I mean, you you kind of open that Pandora's box when you talk about energy medicine, and this stuff dates back like hundreds of thousands of years. I mean. You talk about a medicine that has been tried and true and tested and wisdom has been built from the experience and the knowledge of it. Something I can honestly say, like with Western medicine, modern medicine right now, we're not there yet. We have not built the wisdom. We maybe have the science, but we're not putting it together, man, in some ways or another, right? So like the thing I love about these ancient things is like it's tried and true, man. It's been tested. It's still in use today for a reason. And we're making our way back to these things, I don't think, by chance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so clear that the way that, uh, of a, you know, the meat suit kind of model, uh, the reductionist, materialistic way of, of doing everything is, um, is clearly not serving everybody or serving the planet in the way that we, you know, I think originally hoped. And I think with every, you know, shift in different ages, you know, there's, there's a, a real big, I think awareness that happens in whether it be in industry or medicine or agriculture, there's this massive need for change and need to do something different. And we're in the precipice of that, you know, you call it the birth, like we're in this birth canal right now of, of really embracing more than what we've, you know, uh, been able to collectively acknowledge in the past. And, you know, I think, uh, in, the, in the simplest kind of way of understanding this, like we're we're changing the frequency within the body and changing the frequency with um, with our cells and, and what it means to communicate that frequency to the DNA and how we heal and you know if we if we did take that sort of reductionist materialistic approach we could take it right down to the level of cell and, and see that everything happens on in this electrical field. Um, so when we talk a little bit about that and then and let's dive into um, some more of the applications the uses maybe some of the history as well
0: so where do we start man i mean you want to talk just about like the 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 cogs and wheels of energy medicine and how this kind of goes together yeah yeah Yeah, awesome i love it i'm excited here okay so i mean there's a laundry list right we have things from meditation yoga tai chi acupuncture reiki ayurvedic medicine sound healing reflexology i mean You look at all these things and there's actually some similarities and the connections between, between all these things and what they are accessing or using to help them basically get healing to take place in the body. And they're working with our energy systems. They're working with the energy of the body. Now what's cool, man, is like back then they didn't have anything to verify. Right. And like we're, we've been trying to figure out with modern science and technology, how to measure these things. And we're actually finding ways to measure. So real quick, There's been studies done at a couple universities showing uh, basically uh, with Reiki practitioners and how voltage is actually changing in the person's hands. And they've actually been able to measure those things. We're actually finding studies worldwide on how they're actually measuring the field of the body. So the bioelectric field of the body, the bioelectric field of the heart. So basically what I'm trying to get at everybody is we are able to now start bringing some kind of substance to that. There is an energy field, and that basically some of these quantum physics types theories and discussions that are being had in this point in time is verifying that we are energy and we are not just matter so like dr joe Dispenza talks i'm a i'm a huge fan of his we're basically light and matter when we're more light we're healthy. when we become more matter we get sick and disease starts in the body so nick let's just talk a little bit about I mean there's crossover right amongst all these things but you're the yogi and we talk about meditation all the time and let's talk a little bit about what what are these practices actually working with as far as the energy systems in the body and how are we are able to access these things to basically bring uh, better well-being from a spiritual um uh, physical right uh emotional i mean you're getting healing on so many different layers when you tap into these types of healing arts right mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about that
1: yeah i mean what I, what I think of to to help people understand these energy fields i think of some of the work that uh, dr jerry tennant uh writes about uh, i think his book's called the body electric or healing is voltage healing is voltage and So much power in understanding that, you know, again, not to get into that reductionist model, but it's important because that's essentially where that charge starts. It starts in that cell and it's the ability for us to have an electrical charge or or contain an electrical charge, much like a cord that you plug into the wall, is based on our cell membrane, which you and I have done many discussions on cell membrane health. But it's really that conductive capacity of our macronutrients, the, the proteins, the fats, that allow us to store electrical charge. And then it goes into the mitochondria where you know we're producing the energy. And, and essentially this whole communication system of electricity happens with the membranes, with the mitochondria, with the, the little positive and negative ions that are circulating within our cells, outside the cells. Uh, the, as Robert Slovak in one of our more, more recent podcasts talked about the periodic table of elements is there within you in your blood and in your cells that's offering this electrical charge? So now let's like let's pull the lens back a little bit. We know that we've got the building blocks to hold an electrical frequency. As you so eloquently said, the more light that we can hold, the higher the frequency we can hold, the healthier the body is. The more dense, the more contraction there is, the more disease that shows up in the body. Now there's a there's actually a measurement that you can do in bioimpedance analysis. A very simple tool. Uh, do you use that in your practice at all, biomepunits? No, but I want to. I've been thinking about it for a couple of years. Yeah, we've got, a, <laughs> we've got a system that looks like ancient, speaking of like old testing. It, 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 you punch in the information, we hook the electrodes up to someone's hand and foot, and basically run this current through the body, and we get this little like, little printout that kind of goes through a bunch of different categories. But one of the important ones is something we call your phase angle, which is measuring the electrical capacity of your cell. And, and when that number is really low, let's like say around a three or four, it's much more likely that someone's stuck in a really chronic state of illness and disease. That's low power in the body. And then, you know, all the way up to, you may go three or four on the low end, upwards of like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 on the higher end. And that's, that's a body's ability to hold a much higher charge, which means healing happens without much effort at all because the body's holding such a strong charge. So that's called your phase angle. So, now let's get again. There's a number, there's, there's a t- technology, there's a tool, there's a way to test, there's, there's the, the components of the cell, the, the microminerals, elements, and all that stuff, the cell membrane. And now we've got a way to measure that charge to basically gauge someone's health or healing potential. Now, let's bring in a process like yoga. What is yoga? Yoga is stretching the fascia, it's engaging uh, an intent attention on your tendons, your muscles, your ligaments, on the tissue itself. It's causing compression in your glands and your organs as you go through the different asanas or postures. And then you're incorporating an intentional breath. It's forcing air into these spaces that feel tight or feel stretched. And that breath is really breathing life, that, that core you know, negatively charged ion into these really important you know, constrained or tensed tissues. And it's no different than holding an elastic band. You hold that elastic band in a really loose kind of way and you try to flick it, you're just going to get a saggy elastic band. But once you pull that elastic band tight and you flick that, you get this vibration, you get this tension, you get this information communication throughout that, that rubber band. And that's much like what happens to the body. You stretch it out, you bring in the breath, which is like, pulling on the rubber band it's sending a frequency and communication system to the entire body and you do that often enough regularly enough you you create expansion you create tissue change you create increased electrical conduct- conductivity in the body and you regulate that oxygenation into these tissues and, and you can bring in mantra and sound sound healing you can do all sorts of stuff with yoga um, and it doesn't cost you anything other than you know maybe going to a class here or there to learn some of the um postures asanas breath work or what have you but the idea is that there's things that we have access to that we can you know use on a regular enough basis to make a difference in the body so that, that would be a sort of my contraction to expansion look at at yoga but uh let's dive into some other things that are that you know based on that platform
0: well i love that you mentioned the way you painted the picture man and i wanted to just also talk about like how we access this these energy systems right i mean if you look back into from ancient to now the way that you actually communicate with the body through many of these healing techniques and arts is through sound vibration or light. I mean, it's very common, right? Or through touch. I mean, it's, it's very simple, right? But you know, what you're speaking to is, you know, I, I was, I had a long yoga. I did an hour and a half yoga session this Saturday. We went through an Ashtanga flow, the full set. Amazing. And I, I remember I was struggling with my breath for like the first twenty-five minutes of the class. I couldn't find my breath. Man, I was stiff. Like, holy cow, buddy! Like, <laughs> so I remember just being around that twenty-five minute point, and I started struggling. My like my endurance wasn't there. Right, I couldn't get the breath. And then I remember just kind of like really sinking in, and saying, "Okay, find it. Like, focus on your breath." And I got real conscious. And honestly, probably within five minutes. I opened all the way up and all of a sudden I was taking fuller breaths. I got my endurance back. I wasn't tired or stiffening up and my body actually finally, finally started to open up. Right. And you experience this all the time. Right. And it's just kind of of those things like there's going to be that resistance there from the body for a while until you push through, but you find this not through yoga. You'll find it through meditation. Right. You'll find it through many different of these types of healing arts. So what I'm trying to get at there is like, these things are practices, and it's an art form and a practice to start getting better at some of these things like yoga or meditation. So let's just go into meditation, man, real quick. So I'm a big fan of Joe Dispenza. I'm, I'm, I'm loving his work of how he kind of runs people through meditation because I think he gives them just a really good platform for understanding basically how to have some kind of guide through what you're trying to do when you, when you do something like this, right? Mm-hmm. So, if anybody hasn't seen his series as a on Gaia, he has a series called Rewired. He's got amazing books that where he kind of goes through the systems, and he has he does big conferences. And I mean, me and Nick don't, and you know, we're not getting kickbacks or anything from him. But, point in case is he basically talks about being a little bit conscious in the guided meditations of going through your energy centers of your body to find coherence there. Yeah. And so, the whole idea between yoga or meditation or some of these other things is. When you're moving energy through the body and it's moving through all your energy systems, like Nick's saying is we find coherence and something called entropy of the energy in the body. And when that energy raises disease doesn't really take place in the body disease is something that's very difficult to come in. Right? So he's testing these things and we're seeing these awesome things just with brain mapping and HRV and this, this machine called the bio well that he uses to actually map the field. But very powerful tool of meditation, man. We do this all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think there's something very powerful to, I mean, there's so many different styles of meditation and and I can't say that I've got my, you know, finger on the pulse of the one that everybody needs to do, but I I completely resonate with Joe Dispenza's work. Uh, I also like Montak Chia uh, who has a lot of like body awareness, body focused um, moving or conscious breath movement through the body. Um, and bringing awareness to anything, like you know, we wear our shoes all day, and, and how often are we spending time just you know, where uh, bringing that awareness to the fact that we've got our feet in our shoes, you know, or you know, that, that could be anything on the body essentially. But when you put focused attention to something, you're you're literally drawing the nervous system of the body to to focus energy into these into these zones. And so he calls it blessing the energy centers, Joe Dispenza does. So you're bringing awareness into you know each of these shocker points and and as you do that you start to really engage or increase the capacity of these areas of the body to hold that charge um so why don't when don't you talk about why that's important and because you, you david's a wizard by the way if, if you if you haven't uh had a direct experience with him i mean the guy's literally a magician um but he's he's actually in the process of developing a technique and he's learned many but uh why, why don't you dive in a little bit about uh, the shockers and what's the, what they sort of mean energy-wise because you found some cool stuff.
0: So, fascinating area. I, I have to admit, it's not an area that I have that delved a lot into until the past maybe two or three years just because of my experience with applied kinesiology and NIS. And my wife, is a, is a, she's a second-level Reiki practitioner, so I kind of hang around a lot of people that do this type of work. So it's just kind of led me into um, looking a little deeper into the systems of the body and how everything is influenced. And I wanted to take it all the way back to a quantum level of energy because that's what I do. I'm working with energy all day. So that kind of led me back to the energy system. So you guys can call them chakras. You can call them nerve plexuses. I mean, there's many different ways to look at these things, whether you're looking through Western medicine uh, lens or an Eastern medicine lens. But what I'm, what I'm learning about these things and which many energy practitioners understand is each of these ener- energy centers at the bottom of uh, the body, I'm sorry, not only do they influence our physical body and our health, but they also influence our emotional body and our consciousness of our emotions and our psychological health. So there's two aspects to to kind of figuring these things out of how they work and then using practices like we're talking to to get the benefit out of them. One is being able to move the energy through these systems. So you have seven. We have our root chakra. We have a sacral. We have a solar. We have the heart. We have the throat. We have the third eye. And we have the crown. And these are just different basically energy centers that if you move them into nerve plexuses and then you have the peripheral neurology but it's the it's the access points for our body that are moving energy through the system and so when these are out of balance like we talked earlier we can have issues with the body being in a diseased place but also psychologically i want to talk a little bit the other thing that happens to people from a spiritual or emotional place mental health place is when these are out of whack you can have a lot of issues with the awareness in your life from an emotional standpoint and also from a perception standpoint of what's happening in your life. So in other words, when these are out of whack, life is a lot more difficult to live. And when, when these are in sync and in alignment, we're basically in a state of being, we're not in a stress state. So like, you know, to talks about the time, he always talks about whether living in the past or the near future, and the whole idea is to live in the present moment. But you can't do that if you're not in alignment with these things. And that's the benefit that we get out of meditation and yoga and some of these other things. So my system basically that I'm developing is figuring out a way to access these through muscle testing and then to create balance back into the system. And the exciting part that I'm finding with some of the testing I'm using with HRV and some other similar to bioimpedance, man, is we're finding that people are having an immediate shift into gamma brainwave activity. So they'll go from either like a delta, theta, d- uh, stressed, fatigue, disease state of brainwave activity, and their biorhythm coherence, which would be bioimpedance, like you're talking to, may be low. And then right after the technique, these people have a huge spike in gamma, and I'm increasing their biorhythm coherence almost all the way back up, which basically translates to, their energy centers are realigning and the, the the total energy of the body raises, which is what we're trying to accomplish with these other practices. So you see this though, not through this technique I'm trying to develop, but we see this done through acupuncture. We see it done through Reiki. Yeah. We see it done through reflexology, sound healing. You know, there's all these different things that are accessing very similar things that are making these shifts. So it's really cool, man. Like you kind of start any energy medicine practitioners, when you kind of start going down that rabbit hole, you realize there's a lot of crossover yeah. and that we're all tapping into very similar fields of what we're trying to do to help make
1: shifts in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it, you kind of have to liken it to all those foundational tools that we have, uh, whether it be nutrition to movement, to breath work, to water, um, you know, your energy system is, is just as important. You know that's why it's important to sit in silence and find space for that present moment, and so that we can, you know, align these energy centers, which is no different than plugging, you know, your computer into the to the socket of the wall. It's like if if the battery's going to get depleted, you do have to recharge it. You know, we recharge our bodies at nighttime, and as as you and I know with the aura ring there's nights where just because I'm quote unquote sleeping doesn't mean I'm in a, in a deep restful state where I'm actually repairing. And that's the case for many people who have these, you know, ed- energy meridians and chakras or, you know, emotional heaviness. That's basically distorting um, these pathways in the body that, that actually massively limit or inhibit them, the, that electrical flow or that nervous system flow through the body. And just like how each of the, you know, chakras show up in, in different parts of the body, they're correlated with emotions, they're correlated with the nerve plexus that are attached to glands. So it could be the thyroid gland for the throat or adrenal glands for the uh, solar plexus or the digestive organs for the lower uh, second chakra or, you know, the reproductive organs in relation to the first chakra. So with these glandular con- connections and these organ system connections to the associated chakras, there's also these emotional behaviors or things that you were referring to before that you know when that's stuck, let's say we're stuck in our first chakra is blown for whatever reason, like a blue chakra. It's <laughs> like a blue tire. Like blown uh, a fuse, right? Yeah, right. blow a fuse. Yeah, literally. Yeah. What what is that like? That's that's massive like that's your survival. That's that's your um you know connection to the planet, connection to mother. That's this feeling of um Grounding, been grounded. Yeah, totally. And and you're connected to a tribe, like it's it's literally like that that first connection, even to your mom uh, when you're a kid, you know. And this, and and there's many reasons for that to get quote unquote blown or that fuse to blow, you know, whether it be from uh, toxicity, stress, and emotional or physical abuse to you know an accident to just a constant programmed thought process, or a way of being in the world. And, uh, and so that heaviness can really interfere with that particular gland, it can interfere with that particular uh, organ, it can affect that particular energy system. And there are, it's all different densities, you know, that are being manipulated as a result of, you know, our daily traumas that we talk about all the time. Well, it's
0: interesting, you know, one thing, if if some of our listeners listen talk about men's camp last year, through ho men's camp, we talk about that being a boot camp for Kundalini, right? And like that whole week, that's all we're doing is we're moving energy through these energy centers, these chakras. And one of the biggest things Nick would tell me, he's like, buddy, there's a lot of processing afterwards, like, and even your wife, Sonia, like yeah. she, she talked to my wife. She like warned her. She said, look, it's going to be difficult for a while. And it was like four months, man. But I have this create by doing, I have this amazing understanding of what happens with a practice like that. And you're right. When the more you move energy to these systems, the more these psychological things start to surface that you have to deal with. Uh, so it's very, very powerful and it's life changing mm-hmm. and there's growth and evolution. Uh, but, the thing I kind of wanted to say, you know, cause you were describing how this, the, the energy in the body and matter and light is, and not to get too far out there, but this is interesting. So in quantum physics, they're actually starting to prove some of these things as far as basically we're more energy than, than matter. And so mm-hmm. I know that's going to sound weird to many of our listeners. You're thinking, well, what are you trying to say? Like it used to be like the matter is what created the energy field. And what we're realizing is no, like we're energy and that's what creates the matter. So, one of the questions that has been asked in even biological medicine was how does an embryo know how to put itself together? Hmm. So I want our listeners to really think about that. Like what is giving the direction for these cells to grow and to basically create a human embryo step-by-step, which there's millions and millions and millions and millions of steps for babies to come out completely perfect. Like there has to be something telling it what to do. So there's scientists right now looking into something called morphologic fields, which they're starting to verify through experiments and looking at nature. And, you know, things like migrating birds that move in a, in a, in a flock together and those fish in the ocean and a school that can move super fast and without bumping into each other. And they're showing that there's actually energy fields existing throughout all living life on planet Earth. And that's what influences our DNA. And then Mm -hmm. our DNA is basically what's writing to our cells and our our physical body. So I know I I think I took everybody on a trip there, but I really want you to see the lens from this because science is starting to move towards this more universal look at everything and creating an understanding that it's these fields that are basically telling the matter what to do in the body. So I want to take you on this journey real quick of understanding, okay, okay, you're doing all the right things for the vehicle. You're eating right, and you're exercising, and you're taking real good, real, real good care. You're supplementing. You're doing detoxing. You're doing all these things for your body, and that's great. You Probably some of you are still on your journey. Others, have, you're already doing a really good job there. But the next step, if you have not gotten there, is you've got to start tapping into the, what you are as far as energy. you got to go on that journey because that journey is its like the peak of what we are, man. I mean, if you want growth and evolution in your life, you have to learn how to implement some of these practices in your life to start accessing these things. Mm-hmm. Because then I really believe people start to see what they really are versus and having a more in-depth look of what created us and like what we are versus just seeing this as this meat soup mm-hmm. that just gets sick and we don't have much control over it. Right.
1: Yeah. And you and I have talked about this before, just the power of the terrain and, you know, what it means to be healthy and, you know, not to discount that the environment can definitely influence our body's health, but it's really up to our body's health our energy fields or, you know, all of it together that that makes us more adaptable and and more resilient to our environment. And yeah, this, this, um, our bodies as batteries or bodies as, as uh, electrical conductors and, um, Transmitters and, and receptacles uh, is is a really important part of the conversation, and so our ability to be able to hold that intensity of, of voltage, of frequency, of of harmony uh, is is powerful. You know, and, and one of the things that we're going to be talking about in one of the the with one of our guests is the map of consciousness with uh, Dr. David Hawkins, and he basically mapped out um, through muscle testing. Which he had ad nauseum in his book *Power Versus Force*, laid out exactly the protocols and how he, you know, did all these, you know, experiments essentially to find out these different frequencies of emotion. And it's it's a real it's a real phenomenon that that can be actually tested. And at the lowest frequency on this map of consciousness is apathy, and then it goes up through grief, and eventually we find this tipping point where that emotion goes from anger. In the negative frequencies into the positive frequency at 200 and 200 is basically courage so there's this flipping point in emotion that eventually takes us into higher you know, consciousness type things which is basically just higher vibration higher frequency so as you move into courage and eventually willpower and, and when you get up to 500 uh level uh frequency that's when you start to move into unconditional love and heart opening experiences so So in saying that there's certain things in our life that vibrate at a frequency that basically distorts our, our physiology. So if we're watching, you know, horror films and we're around people who are constantly negative and constantly angry or constantly in, in fear, it, and, and we start to, you know, saturate ourselves into that experience. It literally affects our energy levels. It affects, and when you affect our energy levels, we can't, Access those those higher quantum levels, those higher levels of consciousness, the higher, more loving thoughts. It, it literally interferes with our with our ability. And and the opposite is true. When we move our body, when we clean our body, when when we eat good food, good water, when we surround ourselves with amazing people, we literally change our vibration state. We literally change the frequency of what um, of what this consciousness can hold. And you know everything that we're speaking to here really. You know, we can't heal when we're stuck in these negative, um, problematic uh, resonance or frequencies in the body. And, you know, and there's many ways to get there, right? I think, you know, you, lay, you listed off a number of great energy medicine techniques. And then it also has to be a real realization, I think, that, you know, with how we choose to see the world, uh, the people we surround ourselves with, um, you know, the kind of information we choose to bring into our lives all influence our capacity for for light or higher vibration or higher consciousness or the opposite is also true. So it's interesting to look at it from from that lens of um, where those emotional frequencies can match up with, you know, our daily choices. Well, it's interesting and
0: we see this all the time as practitioners many of the people that i see that come in that are that are very sick that are not well they're stuck in those lower levels of consciousness and that's what's disrupting their ability to find that way back to a healthy body yeah so through what we do right of addressing all layers the physical you know the emotional the spiritual all those things we're able to help these people find their way on their journey because it's not just addressing the body. We have to address the mind and the spirit and kind of the, the advice that we're giving these people to help them on their way. And it's so important there, man, because people need to understand about the energy systems of the body. is, like you're saying, when they're out of whack, you're disrupted. And that's mm-hmm. a big reason. So when the, I kind of tell my patients, it's kind of like uh, tuning one of those FM radio stations. When you're not well, it's very staticky and we can't get a clear, nice, you know, beautiful sound coming from that radio or whatever music you're listening to. But man, when, when you're, we call it that flow state or whatever you want to call it and everything is just where it needs to be, you're finely tuned and life is great. And what a better way to add some of these practices to your lifestyle to help you stay tuned all the time with this energy that we all are made of to help promote health to promote well-being from an emotional spiritual place and i think people need to be more open if you've maybe tried these in the past try a different one maybe one will speak to you more than another that you've tried you know i i had never tried reiki till just this past year with clarissa she worked on me a couple of times i passed out it was amazing and then i went to a friend of hers who's doing her master training who will get on the podcast with us
1: oh good yeah
0: and one of the coolest experiences I've had of my life, man. I mean, incredible. You know, so, and I felt amazing. It was just like it was so needed. I was at mm-hmm. this tipping point, stress wise. I went in there, and she like completely reset me. So, you know, something I'd never tried Like I'm saying, and it's amazing. I love Reiki. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's so many, right? But uh, great stuff, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that. You know, you maybe have tried something. Maybe you tried acupuncture, it was whatever, and now and you want to try reflexology. But I think you know, each of us have our own obstacles of where we're stuck. You know, we, we may connect with different practitioners at various different times in our lives, and, and you know, sometimes where we feel like we're being pulled towards is exactly where we need to go to put our attention and energy. And it may be the thing that you need at that given amount of time. You know, I think it's, it's too common in our culture that uh, we get stuck in the methodology of of, every, of everything, like where we need to see that what's the double-blind placebo-controlled trial that will show us that, you know, uh, energy medicine works. You know, we, at the end of the day, you know, there's, uh, <laughs> it's in uh Joe Dispenza's, one of his books says, uh, you are the placebo. And there's something really powerful about engaging an intention uh, a desire, you know, a desire for healing, a hope. Um, there's a powerful medicine in that that's not fully appreciated in the world that we live in. And, you know, so I have many patients that swear by their, their uh, woo-woo practitioner, <laughs> whoever that is, because they just feel better, you know. And, and, you know, it could be better sleep. It could be some other objective data that they look at. But at the end of the day, like, isn't it okay to just do something because you like how it feels and you want more of it? I mean, isn't that why people line up at Starbucks? They don't line up at Starbucks because they they feel better um, or they know that the coffee is going to heal them. It's just what they want. They, they feel good doing it. You know, so we're doing things all the time making those kinds of choices, but what if the things that you do that you choose for yourself that you want actually do have a real significant impact on the choices you make on a daily basis like what if you get into a, a better emotional state and you start making better choices for yourself as far as food goes or water or the people you spend time with you know what if you could recognize that when you're triggered by someone or something uh, like i was today that you're it's not it's not about you it's about what that person is going through and how could we possibly know all the details of their life that the that them brought them to you so that you could have an experience of, of their pain, you know? And, and what if that was just part of the journey as, as you so beautifully reminded me before we got on the call of like, you know, you're, you're being you. What if we invited ourselves to just be us and so that we could be us in more moments. And so we could be more present with ourselves, you know, whatever it takes to help you get there, whether it's Reiki, acupuncture, breathwork, meditation, a cold, a cold shower. Um, you know, it could be many, many different things. Buddy, hey, I love this topic. I'm super pumped.
0: Yeah. We're gonna see <laughs> we, we about it. yeah. Well, just getting yeah. into these topics, man. I, I really wanna just shine the lens on a lot of these individually and just really kinda show people, you know, the guts of what they're made of and give more information. So Buddy, this was awesome. Always a blast talking
1: about uh energy medicine. But yeah, man, good mm-hmm. to see. you well what, what do you think i mean just for some home play what's uh what, what would you recommend would you what, do you want to recommend people watch the rewired or like what do you think
0: you know what i think some good home play would be to challenge each of our practice uh each of our listeners or practitioners we have practitioners listening if you haven't tried some of these these types of energy healing medicines, go out and try a new one. You may have tried some in the past, like Nick said. Maybe you've done yoga meditation or acupuncture, but maybe you haven't tried Reiki. Go try that, or you know, go learn about Ayurvedic medicine from somebody and start trying some of those things, or you know, um, Tai Chi, which is really popular right now. So. I just challenge somebody to just go try something, you know, and then give it a shot for at least 30 days on and off for a month mm-hmm. and just see if you see a big shift and how you feel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I, I don't know, like, for example, just give an example, like Reiki again, uh, cause Clarissa is practicing at the clinic. Now we talk to a lot of the patients and they've never had it before, but after the experience, man, they, they like love it. They're like, Oh, it was incredible. And, you know, they have these amazing conversations with Clarissa afterwards about the experience. So like, it's really cool just to see the response, like you're saying people really just doing something and then feeling the benefits, but like it, it having, having an experience with it as well. Yeah.
1: I think, I think that's really the, the take home message here is that, is that this is all about having, putting yourself into maybe a new environment, you know? And, and novel environments are absolutely conducive to uh, alternate or alternative or different states of consciousness. It gets you out of the complacent zone that we've, you've been stuck in, maybe for years or your whole life. You start to see a little bit of something else, something else that you realize that you're connected to. That you're a little bit more, more than the person you realized you thought you were just maybe minutes or hours before. And when you get a taste of that, it, it, it helps you to realize that we are so much greater than we've told ourselves, you know, that that's that tape that we've told ourselves over and over again. And when we can experience that, even just a taste of it, we realize we want more. And when we realize we want more, we hopefully start to listen to that so that we can, you know, discover more. Kind of like how you're, <laughs> David here, the, the wizard is discovering his own unique way of of helping to heal people with uh, with the work that he does i mean that that didn't come in a book it came with books it came with his life experience and it and it continues to unfold and you're very inviting of it and you're welcome it in you know instead of trying to like break it down why is this happening to me <laughs> 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 why am i learning new things like you know or why is this showing up it's more, more like okay this is showing up now what What can i do with this information and uh and i think that's that's the invite uh, of having a different state of consciousness experience because that's where we grow you know and one and one last thing on that i think that that we need to appreciate just like with today men's camp is a good example when you're in the middle of an experience the experience may be blissful you know you may realize the present moment for the first time in a long time or you may just feel like you're in that state of flow, and, and things are great. Um, there's always going to be a contraction afterwards. The things are gonna come down. There, there's a there's a high and low. There's a there's a peak of the wave, and then there's the the, the wave as it crashes. That's part of life, right? It's it's the cyclical nature where there's good days and there's challenging days. And I think that you know as we learn to welcome that contrast of life in with these bliss. Bliss states or these higher flow states, these states of altered consciousness, that we can just realize that oh, it's just part of it. I know that there's going to be some really amazing things showing up, but then I'm also going to prepare myself by eating good food, exercise, nutrition, reading the books to know that as I land into my integration process, which is uh, obviously can be quite challenging for some people, it's just part of the it's part of the journey. It's we have to recognize that it's okay that things come out of that really blissed out uh, expansive state because that's how things work. And that's how you raise your consciousness. Yeah.
0: Like what what everyone needs to understand about that resistance there is you're moving that energy through and it's surfacing things that you need to deal with. And like Nick's saying is like you get through that stuff and you're, that's the evolution. That's the growth. It's like a plant growing. I mean, your, your, your roots are getting stronger and you're expanding and that process is not always is just a simple blissful process the bliss comes before like he's saying it's mm-hmm. the growth the hard stuff that comes right after but it's so worth it it's yeah. so worth it
1: yeah beautiful
0: wait you gave me that yogi wisdom at the back end i love <laughs> you for that. i love you too you man that. you hit that stride i love it yeah
1: okay well lots more to come guys um again we're, we're super grateful to, to to get a chance to connect each week uh with each other but it's just it's it makes it even sweeter when we know that you guys are tuning in and and enjoying the the podcast and we love all the feedback and you know recommendations you know if you know an energy worker that that man we just need to have a conversation with uh, please you know send them our way or tag us in and social media or instagram and um Yeah, we want to encourage and develop a a likeness and a supportive conversation around these kinds of topics.
0: Blessed and grateful for everybody, and uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, right back at you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to The Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the
1: latest in health and wellness. Be well.